I'm Bridget Owens, and you're listening to the Waxing Soul Podcast. Join me on an exploration of mindful modern magic, a journey towards deeper understanding of self, and transformative individual spirituality. It's August 26, 2021, and today's episode is the third in a seven-episode series on using tarot for self-growth. Today we're discussing why our deep self is a mystery to us, how we can uncover more of the unknown parts of ourselves, and why it's so important to practice radical self-honesty. Are you ready to grow your soul? Welcome to part three of the Tarot for Self-Growth series, and today we're going to kind of get into the meat of what divination and self-growth have to do with each other. Because I think I always kind of surprised people a bit when they came in for tarot readings in the shop because obviously what a lot of people expect to hear in readings is stuff like, you know, um, there's someone coming into your life soon who will bring you some opportunity or your life sucks now but it's about to get better or whatever. You know, people who come in wanting to get readings often have specific questions they want answered about what's going on around them, what's about to go on around them. And this is the thing that I think I had the hardest time with in tarot reading. This question of, if we're creatures of free will, why are we convinced that the future is something we can tell? But more than that, I think what we want is just to not have things hidden from us, right? We want to know what someone else is planning, what decisions other people have made. And we want truths. We expect in some ways, that there are truths we don't have, facts we don't have, that would come to bear on the choices we are going to be making. So that's what we want from a tarot reader. You know, what we think about using divination for, even if we do think of it in terms of simply revealing information to us, even if it's more like, you know, expecting messages like, the reason your spouse is acting that way is because they're worried about this other thing, or your boss hasn't decided about the promotion yet, but you could do this to win her over, like, that kind of thing. Even if we turn to divinatory methods to reveal information we wouldn't otherwise really know, it's not usually about us. It's about what's going on around us, which... Yeah, we talked about in part one. (laughs) The thing is, though, that we treat the world around us as the biggest mystery in our lives, the most important mystery to crack, when really the biggest mystery in our lives is ourselves. It's, you know, I'm always reminded of the thing that you hear about how we know more about deep space than we know about what's in the deepest parts of our own oceans. Like, you know, We are the same way. We often know more about the people and things and dynamics around us than we know about our deep selves. And when when I talk about deep self, I'm talking about, well, it's what some would call our soul, right? It's the part at the very core of us. And no matter what we tend to think, most of us don't know our deep selves as well as we think we do. Oh, and I call it deep self because I think the word soul carries some meanings and associations which which aren't helpful. You know, soul means a lot of different things in different traditions and cultures and belief systems. So rather than try to, uh, you know, find all agree that soul means one common thing, it's easier to just pick a new word. So (laughs) deep self is exactly what it sounds like. It's the deepest parts of who we are. And that's where our shadow self is. That's where our basic way of seeing the world comes from. And 
It's not just something that we instinctually understand and tap into, especially as adults. Because our life experiences and traumas and relationships with other people all cause us to distance ourselves from our deep selves. We try harder and harder to shape ourselves into what we should be, what we want to be, and we get more disconnected from who we really are deep down. So as we're digging into the mysteries of life through divination, the most important mystery to dig into is who we are. What's really down there in our deep selves? And let's be honest, what we do instinctually realize is that when we dig into who we are, the mystery of self, what we're likely to find includes stuff we don't always want to poke into. Some of it is definitely the parts of ourselves that we would rather not face. Some of it is the stuff that isn't so much what we don't want to face, but which we're afraid to have other people know about us. There's a lot in there that isn't easy or pleasant or fun to dig into, but it's not all that. There's also a lot of deep down, you know, in our deep selves that is just, you know, the parts that we've never really given the chance to grow. You know, all the stuff that we just neglect as we're trying to be who we think others want us to be, you know, who we think we're supposed to be. There's lots in there that that we are going to want to connect with and embrace. All of the work to uncover that stuff is called shadow work. And there's a lot of ways to go about doing it, but because it's about uncovering hidden information, tarot is a really great tool for it. And this is why, you know, I have a friend who is just getting into tarot and she's in that phase of like, (laughs) why can't my cards just tell me something useful instead of telling me all the stuff I already know and don't want to (laughs) hear. And it's because tarot is so good for this stuff. It's telling you to stop brushing aside the inner work that you need to do. It's pointing inward because most of the time that's what's important. It doesn't really matter what's going on around us. It matters that we dig into this mystery of self. If you're enjoying this episode of Waxing Soul, the experience doesn't stop with the podcast. Each week we dive into a different part of the world of spirituality, magic, and self-evolution, and most episodes feature a companion download which you can find at bridgetowens.com slash podcast. Check out last week's episode where we discussed the basics of self-growth, the difference between growth and evolution, and what it looks like to thrive in your life. And come back next week for part four of this series where we will discuss how divination is more of a mirror than a crystal ball, the ways we can see ourselves in the tarot deck, and how to look at ourselves with a less biased eye. Now back to the episode. I want to focus for a bit on why the mystery of self is so important to tackle. And for me, it boils down to, in part, to this whole as above, so below idea. As within, so without as well. So yes, here we go again with the alchemy. This is a great way of understanding and envisioning the way that we fit within the larger context of the universe, right? So I used to love, love, love the whole concept of fractals, fractal art. Not that I don't love it now, but... 
there was that whole phase when everyone had fractal art calendars and posters and screensavers. Yes, that dates me. I know, screensavers. But the whole idea of something that is the same no matter what scale you view it at. It's like if you look at the shape of a coastline on a map, it's irregular and jagged. And if you zoom in on just one stretch of beach, it's equally irregular and jagged. And you can keep zooming in and you'll never get a smooth line because it's made of sand and waves and rocks and it's going to be irregular. It's naturally fractal. And the point is that we are part of that fractal nature of the universe, right? You know, you've surely all seen the images where it shows the similarities between say, the vascular system and tree roots, or the structures in an eye and in a galaxy. But it's not just a matter of the physical or how things look. Philosophically, conceptually, we can use our own experiences to help inform our understanding of the larger patterns in the world, in the universe, and we can look to those larger ideas about the fundamentals of how the universe works to help us understand ourselves. We're not just a piece in a puzzle. We're not just an organism drifting in endless space and time. We're tied to everything else. And if we discount the importance of discovering ourselves, both our general humanity and our individuality, we're basically trying to work an equation with part of it missing. You know, we're not separate from the rest of existence. We're interwoven with it. So if we want to understand the nature of reality, we have to understand ourselves. But like I said, none of us really do. <laughs> we can, though, you know, we'll, we'll never get 100% there. But the closer we get to really deep connection with our deep selves, the better our understanding of everything around us. So what we can learn from our day-to-day -day experiences, our relationships, what happens because of the decisions we make, our patterns, what we, you know, what we learn from what we experience has to do with who we are. It can, re it can reveal things about us if we investigate in that direction. And it also has to do with similar patterns in our families, our communities, in society, in nature, and beyond. And this is a big task, right? Like trying to learn ourselves, to learn the nature of existence. That's, that's a lot. That's a lifetime pursuit. It really is. And frankly, I think that's the heart of spirituality. It's, that's the point of it. We can't expect it to be quick or simple. But divinatory practices like tarot help us cut through some of the tough parts and speed things up a bit. You know, it can point us to what's relevant in the moment, what's the most informative directions to pursue. Not just when it comes to what's internal to us so that we can understand ourselves first and, and use that to understand the bigger context, but also the other way around. So here's the thing that I love about tarot. And for those of you who also love tarot, one of the hardest things, of course, we all know, is the number of cards and the, the amount of meanings to learn if you're trying to pick up the practice, right? It's 78 cards, which is already a lot. And then there's the reverse cards, so that doubles it. And then the same card is going to mean something slightly different depending on where it is in the spread and what cards are around it. You know, sometimes they can indicate a person. Sometimes it's a circumstance. Sometimes it's you. Sometimes it's, you know, something in your past. Sometimes it's the future. It, it's a lot to learn, which is why it's not for everyone. But I think that that's where the real strength of tarot is. There's a lot of different ways 
to say the same meaning, same message, by stringing different cards together in different ways. There's not a single episode, like, idea or experience that we live through which can't be described by the cards. And every single one of those cards or combinations of cards can mean something about the world we live in as well. And all of the endless meanings a spread of cards can possibly have, focusing on one at a time is a huge help in trying to gain understanding and perspective. It's, it's like they say, you know, you eat an elephant one bite at a time. Tarot is going to work to zero in on the best place, the most productive place to focus in the moment. It's going to pick a spot on that fractal artwork of our, of our existence to look at and study. So, you know, we're not just paralyzed by the enormity of the task. If you have a suggestion for future show topics, please tag me on any of my social media profiles. Find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook as Bridget Owens Magic and on Twitter as Waxing Soul. Visit BridgetOwens.com for information about my upcoming book release and other spiritual resources, and for expanded versions of the downloadable resources for each episode, as well as access to patron-only Q&A live streams and a monthly Zoom meetup, join the page of podcasts tier on my Patreon at patreon.com slash waxingsoul. I've mentioned this book that I'm writing, which comes out, uh, the new target date uh, for the launch is October 28th. It's called Deep Self Magic, A Step-by-Step Roadmap to Spiritual Authenticity. And in it, I talk a lot about this idea of authenticity and how authenticity is really about radical self-honesty. And here's the thing. The reason I talk so much about authenticity is that it's really the core of spirituality, right? I mean, we individually are the core of our own spiritual lives. And if we aren't occupying that place with at least the intention of being as authentic as possible, then the rest of our spirituality is going to be sort of plastic and short on substance as well. Spirituality, distinct from religion and cultural tradition here, our individual spirituality is meaningless if it's not impacting our deep self. When I started to get interested in tarot, I obviously started by reading for myself. And that's that's the natural first instinct, right? And then I heard someone assert that you aren't supposed to read tarot for yourself. It doesn't work to read tarot for yourself. And at the time, I was like, Okay, I kind of see the logic here, but that's BS. Because the idea that was that it, it takes an outside party to see clearly. That, you know, there has to be a certain amount of separation and distance and impartiality in a reading. And, okay, here's, you know, part of my authentic self at the time, at least, was, I mean, it's still there, but <laughs> this isn't a part of me that I'm working real hard to get rid of, but I'm more aware of the implications now. But, you know, yay shadow work. But my reaction was... The average person might be crap at being honest with themselves, but that doesn't mean we're all crap at it. But aside from the defensive reaction, the thing about the general struggle with self-honesty is that getting through the obstacles to self-honesty is 100% part of spiritual development. Like, yeah, using tarot for self-growth takes an openness to being told things we don't want to be told by the cards. (laughs) It means being open to messages that poke at our soft spots. It doesn't work otherwise. Self-growth happens after healing. If you've, if you've got a ton of stuff to heal, 
spiritual energy is going to just pour into dealing with those wounds, whether that's in, you know, trying to cover them up and ignore them or whether it's actually working to heal them. And until you've done the healing work, there's not going to be energy left over for real growth. So, so using tarot for self-growth means it's going to keep poking at the stuff that you need to heal. And then it's going to poke at all the stuff which is holding you back and needs to be released. And then, you know, and that all requires you to look at the cards and be honest with and with and about yourself. And then, you know, take the action. Tarot is notoriously repetitive. Like (laughs) tarot doesn't care how much you like a message. It's going to repeat it until you get it. That's that's shadow work in general. Whatever methods you use to do your shadow work you're going to be pushed towards the things you need to deal with over and over until you deal with them. So the key to cracking the mystery of self is radical self-honesty and it's, and it is something you can learn. That's why I hate this idea that people generally aren't honest with themselves. So they shouldn't read tarot for themselves. And that's kind of like saying, you know, well, most people aren't very good at choosing healthy diet or active lifestyle for themselves. So you should only ever eat and exercise under the guidance of someone else. But, you know, feel free to tell other people what diet and exercise is good for them because you can be more objective that way. Like, it's, it doesn't make sense. It's not, it's not only possible to learn radical self-honesty. It's an essential spiritual skill and undertaking. And, that, like, that's, what, and that's what the download for this episode is on the free one and the one for my patrons on Patreon, you know, ways to hone your ability to be honest with and about yourself. Ultimately, other people aren't, you know, no matter how intuitive they are, no matter what divinatory practices they use, they aren't going to be able to really get down to the core of who you are and what your growth and evolution is going to look like because only you can really get that insight into yourself. Like, I can read tarot cards for someone, and I can give them clues, point them in a direction, but that's not solving the mystery. That's just giving clues, right? You know, we're the only ones who can string those clues together, sift through our own experiences and beliefs and shadow aspects and all of that, and come up with what it all means, how it all fits together, who we are authentic, you know, authentically, we're really the only ones who can truly connect with our own deep selves. Thank you so much for listening. Look for a new episode of Waxing Soul every Thursday. You can find us on BridgetOwens.com slash podcast and wherever you usually listen to podcasts. If you can't find us at your usual podcast spot, drop a message to Bridget at BridgetOwens.com. All materials and resources, except the music, are copyright Bridget Owens. Music is Dreamcatcher by Kevin MacLeod, used under Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International. Find out more at BridgetOwens.com podcast. Many, many thanks to my readers, listeners, friends, mentors, inspirations, and my family. None of this, of course, happens in a bubble. Until next week, blessed be and be good to yourself.